Talia into midfield mode. And Bell at the cross kick, looking for Talia. The bounce is good. Oh. Talia takes, and New Zealand will start this World Cup with a bang. The whistle goes, and Johnson kicks it all the way down towards the Knights in goal. Fielded right on the try line in the first carry. It is, as we said, the start of a new era for the club. And what better way to get it underway than with a victory here in Wellington at Sky Stadium. And that return was only one try. Good morning, welcome to Friday. This is SENZ, Izzy and Kempe for breakfast at four past six. Good morning, boys. Morena, it's Friday. How good we're here and it's about four degrees outside and Tony Kemp walked to work in a singlet. <laughs> Got, Got up, mate. Guns out. Get Pretty couldn't, intimidating. I couldn't get to sleep, mate, so I had to, you know. No surprise. Know, I know you were calling around to say hello, but um, no, I just decided to get out, mate. And You, know, you could have um, texted me earlier. No, it was quite cool actually, because you know you do a little bit of active meditating. You get to think about a few things and iron a few things out, and um, it's about an hour. Yeah, well, Uber Dag walk. turned up to your house and <laughs> I figured that you walk. Check your check your messages. I text them, oh, Rick. Oh, I text them. I text. So you know, it's five o'clock. I'm down here. Been down here for half an hour with Kiers and Aroha. <laughs> Cut it out. And I'm thinking, Daggy's woken up and he's driven straight up to to grab me. Yeah, and uh, sure enough, I text him. I said, "I hope you text uh, check your messages." He goes, "I'm sitting outside your house." <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. usually you see Kempy on the sidewalk you now waiting because he's just impatient as hell. <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, I've got to get there in time to maybe potentially beat him coming out the door. Nah, he's halfway down the road, yeah, waiting. Mate. Wow, Kempy loves it. He's, he's all over it. Is it. Active meditation. Mm. Active meditation, mate. You've got to be walking. Yeah, mate, got a bit going on in, in the old uh, hanging idol in your in the head and um, in the mind, and just a good way to do that was get out and you know say a couple of karaoke on the way to work and just do some deep breathing, bit of movement, mm. um, and you get in, you feel heaps better. I was I was actually Kez pulled up just before me, mm. and I'm doing the old. Like that. He can't hear me. He's probably wondering who's whistling to me at this time of the morning. Well, mate, it's interesting you say that Kes can't hear you because you you have an alarm that continues to go off throughout the morning and you never bloody hear it. So uh, there you go. Anyway, uh, this is SCNZ. It is here keeping you for breakfast. Coming up on the show, Miles Harrison, uh, the legendary English rugby caller, is going to join us after seven. We're also going to, yeah, speaking of legends. There's plenty of them in the studio today. We've got Steve Price coming in after mm. 8 o'clock as well. We'll get his lowdown on the NRL playoffs and his stint on Celebrity Treasure Island. We'll catch up with Daniel McCarty. And uh, another legend that maybe people aren't as familiar with, Kimpy, but a good mate of yours is at the Invictus Games as well. Yeah, da- Damien um, Napata, who's over there at the moment, he's actually competed in it before and this time is over there just as a, as a uh, supporter. Um, but yeah, been it's a I think been around since two thousand and thirteen. 
um, possibly, is when Prince Harry thought that you know this Invictus Games needed to start off, and um, it's been going for the whole week. New Zealand's picked up a few medals. Damien Papa D, I call him, was was, was telling me, and uh, yeah, he's he's been a little bit crook over there, but he's uh, he's gonna he's gonna be up for it and talk to us. I think around seven forty. Yep. So all of that and more coming your way. It is also time for SENZ roll call. Text us now. Tell us where you are, what you're doing, and how you're listening to us. Double eight, double three. Where you are, what you're doing, how you're listening to us. Double eight, double three. We call it SENZ Roll Call. We're going to catch up with Daniel McCarty too in the not-too-distant future. First, though, let's get this out of the way. Who am I? Clue number one, $100 Adidas Golf voucher up for grabs. Get away with Adidas Golf. Visit adidas.co.nz slash golf. T's and C's apply. I was born in England but play for Wales. I was born in England, but play for Wales. So there you go. That is your first clue for who am I and a $100 Adidas voucher could be yours, double eight, double three, if you know the answer to that one. Make sure you bang your name on any text. Tyson Frizzell? Well. No. <laughs> He's Tyson Frizzell. Tyson Frizzell doesn't play for <laughs> Wales. But he did. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Did he play for Wales? <laughs> he did. Oh, okay. There you go, Kimmy. Well, it's not him. All right. I'll just say, okay. I'll just throw that one out. There. Yeah, he did. 2010. Okay. All right. What? League. Rugby league. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Didn't you know that Tyson Frizzell's international career started in Wales? I, I did not. True story. True story. True story. Well, there you go. You learn laugh, something Kimpy new every day. Wow, we, you're on today. Yeah, he is. He is. Oh, well, that's what happens when you do active meditation. And that's right. To work, Clear the mind. See? Clear the mind. He's sharp. Sharp as a tack. Uh, sharp yeah. like your tat, mate. Yeah, yeah. now uh, speaking of, of sharp, uh, Dagger, how are you feeling today after a big day on the golf course yesterday? Yeah, feeling good, boys. Um, had a good good afternoon yesterday. My good friend and, and a, a name that many of you would know is, is Mike Hendry. Mm-hmm. Obviously a, a top golfer in New Zealand. He's won many around the globe. Well, he's got his biggest battle at the moment. He's uh, dealing with uh, leukaemia. And, um, he's been good diagnosed in April. And yesterday his good friends, uh, Brad Chilton and co out at uh, Muriwai Golf Course, put on a, a golf day for him just to raise some funds for Tara and, and, his, and his kids. Doing it pretty tough, and seen him yesterday for the first time, and uh, man, he's he's in a battle, he's in a hell of a battle, and uh, we went out there and, and just really had a celebration of the day of, of his career, and just to, just to try and show some support for him, and uh, we just played an Ambrose golf golf event was good, played horrible, but it wasn't about that. Had a after match and a lot of auction prizes and um, auctions up for grabs. We had a Q and A. I got up and spoke. John Key spoke, and then Grant Elliott spoke. So it was good, good night of having a few laughs. And then Mike Hendry had the last say, and uh, you got a bit emotional at the end. And um, yeah, just mm. we don't know the the news right now, but he's um, going to get some news in in a couple of weeks' time that hopefully is good news and and we can potentially see him back out on the golf course. But that aside, mate, he's got a beautiful family and, yeah, I think they raised about maybe 40, 50 grand for him and and it was cool. um, There was some... Yeah, really generous people there that were they're offering up their support. So had a good day, lads. That's good, mate. That's good. All right. Well, let's crack in to this. It is our triple threat threat Friday. Three big questions. Round. <laughs> <laughs> it is Friday, Rick. Yeah, it is Friday, Marty. It feels like Friday too. Uh, okay, question one, boys. We'll start with you, Kempy here. Jerome Hughes. Ooh. He's not playing for the Storm this weekend, and Sean Johnson is a bit of a doubt. How worried is Madge Maguire right now with the internationals not far oh, off? Look, I, I think both coaches would be pretty worried because, uh, like I said yesterday, I don't think 
um, there's going to be a number of players that are available given that the World Cup was played last year. It's a horrible time to come out straight after a World Cup year when teams have struggled and put on a put on a uh, an international calendar because a lot of the clubs will actually pull their players out. I don't think Joey Manu will, will play for the Kiwis afterwards. He he's struggled through it. I don't think Brandon Smith will play. Um, Jerome Hughes probably won't play. And and if I was the Warriors, I would be freshening up Sean Johnson. I wouldn't want him to go into camp for another six weeks, mm. um, not get any training done until after Christmas, because that's what will happen. The new CBA that's out there, um, Phil Gould's been pretty vocal about it. Like if you've been in the competition for longer than four years now, you get 10 weeks break. Mm. So given that you finish the, the your football um, and then you go into camp, like 10 weeks probably doesn't bring you back until the end of January mm. uh, if you work it out. So, look, I think he'd be, I think he'd be worried. I think, I think both coaches, though, Australian Mel Meninga and, and uh, Madge Maguire, I think they'll have a pretty new-looking Australian and Kiwi team this year. On, on that, Kempe, you know, if, if, if those two are out, you know, we're pretty depleted in the halves positions. Yeah. You know, someone's down for someone's... You know, opportunity to go out there and play. Is it who else is there that, that potentially could take over that half role? Ah, uh, mate, you'd, you'd, well, Dylan Brown had a had mm. a decent stint on the sideline, so he'd be, you know, you'd think he'd he'd be one bloke that would go in there. There's, mate, not a hell of a lot more. Mm. You know, you start. That's to what see, I mean. I'm like trying you, to think. You have to start to go down and probably look at players. You know that uh, you'd never think would actually make the team. Cody um, Nakarima, maybe. Well, yeah, but. I don't think that they'll let him play too because he's played most of the season. I, I actually think that, and this is always a problem. Is that right, Kempe? It's you not. Know, oh, it's not right. Nah. But it's always been the battle of when you play. So the clubs have more power over the hundred percent. And this 100%. comes back around because we get to this time of year every year, and people go, "Oh, the players are tired." And I'm like, "I get that. It's a tough year. What well, they we're need all tired. to do." Yeah. Well, exactly. I'm tired, <laughs> uh, and I haven't done anything. But you know, I reckon state of origin, the way it's running at the moment. It ruins the flow of the NRL comp. Mm. What I would do is have a window, like you have international windows in, in rugby union and football and things, have a three-week window in the middle of the season. It's a rep window. Makes too much sense, though, Rick, doesn't it? You play your state of origin and you play your test match. Yeah, mm-hmm. it makes too much sense, though. Yeah, sorry. You know what I mean? What am I thinking? <laughs> and, and, what am I thinking? And that's been said for a long time, that that's when the international window should be. Um, because it does, it does two things. One, it allows you to play international football while the origin's on, so you've, got a, you've actually got really good football going. Mm. Um, so it has to be a Pacific Cup because Australia can't play because they're playing Origin. Um, but the other thing is it gives uh, clubs an opportunity to rehab their players mid-season. Yeah, 100%. It makes sense for everybody, I think. All right, uh, let's crack on. Round two. How many points do the All Blacks put on Namibia and how many do they have to score for it to be seen as a success, Is he? I think they put 50, 60-plus on, on Namibia. Um, I don't think... Points really will will make it. I, I want to see, you know, some some cohesion. I want to see some some grit. I want to I want to see players getting busy. And and look, they're going to beat them convincingly. And you can't really take a hell of a lot out of it. But what I'd love to see with the players that are playing, I'd love to see Cam Roygaard have a nice complete performance out there. And, and particularly around the ruck era, he's got a great running game. You know, so like there's a lot of players that can take a hell of a lot out of this. So Cam Roygaard's one. Bowden Barrett's playing at the back. This is an opportunity for Bowden to, to show his running prowess. I'd love to see him with the ball in hand a little bit more. They're going to get a hell of a lot of opportunities. And, and mate, they're going to they're gonna pump them. 
but I want to see just the fundamentals of the game done really, really well. The small areas, you know, the catch, the pass, uh, your running lines, getting brave and getting off the ground, putting some hits in, like the little things. I think the points aside, they matter. Obviously, they're going to win convincingly, but I'd love to see the performance and just really nailing. Because when you play a team like, you know, Namibia, Kempi, and you played a team that probably you're expected to beat. You can go away from the fundamentals of the game, and you can get too far ahead of yourselves. You got to stay well. You can panic. You can, and you can, yeah, you can panic, and you're trying to, you know, you're trying things that really wouldn't work against the top side. So you got to be focusing on the small things, which is which is the Baker's basic skills. I reckon they beat them by 50-60. Yeah, look, I, I don't think they have any trouble with them. If you if you look at their last game in August, they played Uruguay, who's up against France this morning, um, and Uruguay beat them 26-18. And then earlier this year, they played Italy. Italy beat them by 60. Um, so 52-8 that game. So you'd think that, you know, given Italy, it's got to be fifty to eighty points, doesn't it? Mm. You know, given that, so if you Your want a point, is great. if you want a point spread, Italy bought, beat them by sixty, fifty-two eight. <laughs> <laughs> wow, down no, sixty points in the match, Kempi. I'll forgive you for that's that. The false. Did you say Uruguay beat France? And <laughs> now Uruguay, beat, they won't beat France. They'll get tailed up this morning. But in saying that, mm. like again, I'll go back to what I said yesterday. I would have I would have used this game more for um, getting some cohesion with my first team. Yeah. So I would have had Rico Wani and whoever the second five is that's going to be playing against South Africa or Ireland in that team, and and they're, they're playing for the next two games. So who's the biggest? Who's the most gain out of this performance? That's a great question. Mm. Who has the most to gain out of it? Well, whoever starts at second five, right? So uh, David Harvey probably because he's got to put his hand up. Yeah. So it, it's. Those little things that Izzy's talking about is, I think that's more that what these coaches are looking for for this one. Mm. Because if things go really well, then and it becomes a free flowing game, well, they actually don't get a workout. No, you know, they just get the play. They're just too skillful and too far in front and talent. Um, and if it goes when it, what Izzy says it goes horribly wrong, you know, I've been in a couple of tests up in New Guinea like that. Um, where you're expected just to go out there and, and sweep them, and all of a sudden you're fighting for your life, mm. and that's not good for you either. Well, I'm, I'm with you because the All Blacks on, on Twitter and probably on Facebook, I haven't seen it on Facebook, but they, they, they're doing a comp. You win $250 shopping at on, on online with the All Blacks gear uh, by guessing the correct score, mm. right? I, so I chucked an 85-3. Mm. That's kind of where I went. So I'm, think, I'm, I'm I think thinking you're not far off. Yeah. All right. Well, they only got six against um, Italy. Round three. Malcolm Marks out of the World Cup with a big knee injury. Uh, how big a loss for the box? And do you reckon it actually change? Is it such a big loss that it actually changes the odds at the TAB of South Africa winning the World Cup? I can see a little shift. Um, May is a vital piece of that puzzle. Is Malcolm Marks? Um, look, it changes a wee bit. I don't think it derails the competition and their campaign a hell like really a lot. I think um, they'll still rally around. They've got they've got quality there that's coming through. I can't remember the, the, the reserve hooker's name, but they've got good solid hookers that, that can fulfil that role. But it does change a wee bit. Yeah, because yeah, they're solid hookers and then there's a world-class game changer, which is what yeah. Malcolm Marks is, right? We saw that in the second half of the test against the All Blacks at Mount Smart when he came on, how much of a difference he made. Well, what, he, what they lose is obviously a hooker that is unbelievable over the ball. His work rate at the, at the breakdown here is just world class. He, you just can't move him. He's a body. And obviously his rolling more, his line-out core rolls, he, he scores a million tries from the back of that more. So they're obviously losing. 
a hell of a lot there, but I think with the, the depth that South Africa pose at the moment and, and the confidence that they're, they're building, yeah, I, I still think they're convincingly yeah. uh, favourites to win this tournament. Andy, Andy Dalton, 87, you know, David Kirk goes out. He's no DuPont marks. I, you know, he's he, he's going to be missing that forward pack, but I think you can replace him mm. um, and still have enough attacking Nous and and defensive Nous in that side uh, because of that hooking position. Um, you know, if it was Dupont Dupont for France, I think everyone would be, you know, France's um, odds would be slashed. Yeah, you know, in this case with South Africa, I think they I think they'd drop a, a point, but not too much. Um, and you, and the, the saddest thing about that is we're not witnessing one of the best players in the world at a World Cup. Okay. That's probably the biggest biggest. Um, Lost is that everyone can't can't watch them. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Uh, tw- it's twenty past six here on SENZ. It's Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. We are doing the SENZ roll call. Where are you listening? How are you listening? What are you up to? Paul and Harwater. Morning team, I'm milking south of Harwater, listening via the app. Uh, my pick for this morning is Jonathan Davis. For who am I? Well, it's not Jonathan Davis. I'll tell you that much, Paul, but thanks for your texts. Keep them coming through. More in a gents and aroha. Roll call currently driving from Darfield to Christchurch to the gym, listening through the app. That is Mark from Tauranga, who's in the deep south Shop at the moment. Keep those rolling through, double eight, double three. When we come back, Daniel McCarty joins us from Toulouse. This is Izzy and Kempi. Thanks to... Chemist Warehouse, keeping you healthy this spring.